Hello, everyone. My name is Hank Sutterla. And I'm Brian Daniel Edwards. And here, here with another fun episode of Midnight Meanderings with Stir Crazy Shamans. Welcome to everyone. And just a quick update. If you go to the Stir Crazy Shamans uh, YouTube channel, that's the best place to comment. Uh, but also on our channel uh, header, there are these little icons now for the Apple iTunes store, as well as other places where if you want to listen audio, uh, you know, just have the audio version, uh, you can download that right from the iTunes store and uh, definitely check that out. And if you haven't subscribed yet, please do that. Uh, but this is my buddy, Brian, who's been hanging out all over the world from Mexico, Australia. Now he's in Hawaii. And I guess he has uh, had quite a week. So we're going to kind of dive in and see uh, what, what's been going on. Store as well as other places where oh, I can hear myself. Oh no, uh, you got a feedback. I was uh, audio version, uh, you can download that right from the iTunes. It's like deja vu. <laughs> okay, there we go. I got to share it on my page. Okay, great. So, you, you were saying that you had quite a week, yeah, it's been interesting. Uh, did we talk about the exorcism in front of the store last week? You did actually. That was a great story, but I mean, I, I'm sure that not everybody listened last week, so that you can give them a, like the Cliff Notes version if you'd like. Okay, well, we're in a very strange time right now. Uh, there's a lot of stuff coming out of people that's been there a very long time, that's been really just kind of riding on the coattails unnoticed or, um, I, you know, suppressed things deep down inside, whether it's memories, whether it's emotions, and that's all coming up to the surface. So it's time to do some house cleaning. So last week I was at the store with a friend uh, and I was just about to go in the store. And then uh, he said, hey, what's going on with that guy out front? And so there's a guy full in in full seizure. He was foaming at the mouth, flopping like a fish. I ran over to him. I originally thought it was a drug overdose. But then as soon as I started tending to him, I could feel what was going on. He had an attachment. Went, okay. So I started working on that silently, you know, doing a combination of techniques. And uh, yeah, so as soon as I removed the entity, the guy stopped seizuring. As soon as I uh, crossed the entity over, uh, he, he came back into full awareness and was like, what's going on? Hmm. So that's been just the tip of the iceberg. I have been doing sessions constantly a lot. And now, so the interesting thing is this week, I've really hit my stride with hypnosis. I didn't dabbled in hypnosis. So is this something new or are you just kind of doing it spirit guided style? Uh, well, no, I, I've been doing hypnosis for a very long time. Uh, even my sound healing practice would get people in a hypnagogic state or uh, into a state of somnambulism. And I wasn't even aware that I was using hypnosis. And I'd kind of guide people through a meditation, not realizing that I was actually putting them in a full hypnotic state. 
And for those of you who might not be aware of what a hypnotic state is, there's different brain waves uh, that your brain can jump around to. And uh, hypnosis, I believe, puts you into a very deep, like theta state, uh, depending on the type of work. And there's different levels of theta even. So that's what when we're talking about hypnotic state. It's getting the person to theta where they may have a lot more uh, possibility to shift their reality and, and change things that they're working on. Yeah, I mean, a, a great example of a hypnotic state is when you look at people watching TV and they're like drooling and their like eyes are wide. And well, I was um, going with a little different spot than that, but yeah, that that's more like not even showing up for your reality versus hypnosis. But <laughs> uh, no, they shamelessly use hypnosis in commercials. Like, well, that's more like subliminal messaging. But I take your point. I get no, it. no, like it, yeah. it's full shameless hypnosis a commercial i mean before i left i haven't watched tv really since i've left uh the united states two years ago uh left the mainland two years ago i haven't watched tv here uh, but there's a panera commercial that was just shamelessly doing hypnosis so they start out like listen or like look so they shoot this command out at you and it kind of startles you so then that bypasses the critical factor and then they start shooting in commands right after that and then not only uh, verbal commands are they using they're also using imagery and sound so they're describing the taste of it describing the, the mouth feel of it they have slurping sounds so they're all these are languages of the subconscious mind Right. In NLP, we would call this anchoring. So by dip, giving different uh, visualizations or audio things, you're triggering like uh, states that you want the person to get to so they're more receptive to your message. So like a sizzling steak, for example, might be something that someone that likes steak, would that would be an anchor for them to want to go out to the outback, for example. Yeah. Uh, something that was anchored in with that experience. Uh, so something your subconscious mind knows. So yeah, so I mean, they're shamelessly using hypnosis. And even at the refresh hurt of 60 rates on a, a television or a monitor, you know, that, that sets up, uh, yeah, there's so many, the technology of TV movies and all that is really designed by the defense industry to be a control. I mean, even shamelessly, they say, tune in for your nightly programming. <laughs> I mean, right there out in the open, they're talking about programming you, uh, but I'm using it for uh, benevolent purposes. Okay. Uh, I, I find when I drop people into this hypnotic state intentionally, I can guide them to different places. Uh, so one of the sessions I did, she got in touch with her higher self and fully connected with her higher self, got a lot about her life purpose, a lot about her abilities. In uh, through the session, we looked at what was holding her back, her blocks, cleared them. So we talked about the clearing statements that I use. So when we discover a block, I say, will you release that? They say, yes, which gives me permission to clear it. Then I say, um, let's release that with absolute resolution from infinity to infinity and beyond. Um, I can also add more to it depending on the scenario. And it works. That's a trigger for the subconscious mind to fully release or accept that idea in. Like a lot of people, one of the most common ones is they don't feel worthy. So I say, uh, will you accept that you are worthy? And I say, yes. I say absolute resolution from infinity to infinity and beyond. So, okay. I mean, let's go through a couple of them for any of the viewers watching here. Um, will you accept that you are worthy? 
Shall I put it, if you're going to do a couple clearings, let me throw it on you 100% there. Okay. Go for it. <laughs> Uh, so for anyone watching right now, all you have to do is say yes to uh, participate in this. And it doesn't matter if you're watching it live or watching it 100 years from now in an archive. Uh, it's just giving your subconscious mind that trigger to release or accept these statements in. So will you accept that you are worthy? Absolute yes. resolution from infinity to infinity and beyond. Will you fully, deeply, and can unconditionally love yourself? Yes. Absolute resolution from infinity to infinity and beyond. Will you fully, completely, and unconditionally forgive yourself? Yes. Absolute resolution from infinity to infinity and beyond. Yeah, I could feel that. Uh, someone out there had uh, a nice lift. And as you're going through these statements, you can actually feel a lift oftentimes off of your chest. Yeah, that's, um, I've had this similar experience when uh, I do the access versions, but I like, uh, there's just a, a nice flowing thing and it's not quite as, um, for those of you who've heard me do the access ones, what we would say in access is, do you destroy it and create it? Do you say yes? And it's like right around good and bad, pot and pock, all nine shorts, boys and beyonds. And nobody knows anything about what that means. And the way that Brian's doing it, it's kind of a little bit more flowy and, and you can actually I don't know, it just kind of rolls off the tongue a little bit more. And Angela is with us too, and she's uh, giving, I think that's a little applause, and she was yes to the clearings. Yeah. What's yes. that? Yeah. Uh, it was a wave. Oh, that was a wave? Yeah, it's, I don't know my emojis. I yeah, did, I, 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 I don't know. Well, I mean, it, it's a hand with like movement on either side. Cool, but it, regardless, thank, welcome Angela for, and thank you for joining us. She was actually uh, commenting before the stream even started that she was uh, looking forward to it. So I'm so glad you're able to uh, be with us. And it's great because she can't usually be on during the morning streams and uh, being up at midnight Eastern Standard Time uh, really works out for some people. So I'm glad that yeah. we can be on for you. Um, do you have any blocks in your life that you'd like to have cleared or anyone watching if anyone's watching right now uh, throw up yeah. some comments yeah. uh, I'm just clearing some of the major ones that I come across uh, but I've channeled some kind of really bizarre uh, hang-ups that people have had you know um, one one that's really big for people is the ability to receive and not just uh, money but just to be able to receive in their life like we're taught to be resistant to receiving from people out of fear of obligation like oh no don't do that for them because what are you going to have to do for them back like this idea that there's a tit for tat or even that money is something that is going to corrupt you or be evil uh, so anything around receiving that you could run okay yeah um and then we got one from angela after that what's that and then we have one from angela after that one or she has uh, one for heart blocks or she would like okay. one for heart blocks so we can uh, do the receiving and one for heart blocks Will you let abundance flow you uh, effort, or if, uh, will you let abundance flow to you effortlessly? And I'll say yes. I'm sure she's typing yesterday. Absolute, absolute resolution from infinity to infinity and beyond. And, and let me let me uh, pose a question, and then you can do the clearing for it because with with uh, abundance in particular in receiving one of the things that really sticks us is this idea of a glass ceiling and it would be something like um 
uh, I'll give you my personal example. When I was little, we were at a church picnic and the lawyer um, had it at their house and they had this in-ground swimming pool and all this stuff. And I asked my parents, why don't we have all this like, cool swimming pool and water slides and all that? And they said, well, you know, rich people, they have to have all this stuff because they're not happy. So I had the idea that if you're rich, you're not happy. And what would you rather have, happiness or be rich? So that creates what we call a glass ceiling. So the question would be, what glass ceilings of limitation are you using to refuse the abundance that you could be choosing? And I'll let you do the clearing part. And all that prevents that uh, we will release with absolute resolution from infinity to infinity and beyond. Great. Awesome. And now one for uh, Angela had said for heart blocks. And I'm not sure if, you, uh, if there's any. Oh, yeah. Someone was saying it's the buzz light you're clearing. I love it. Uh -huh. You know, yeah. you know uh, uh, Ryan Dean, who's one of my office partners, would say, he actually brought up a clip of uh, Toy Story where they were talking about infinity to beyond because your clearing reminded him of uh, Toy Story. So yeah. that's kind of fun. Buzz Lightyear. <laughs> uh, but we had one for heart blocks. If there's something okay. specific uh, about that or. Do you accept that it is safe and right for you to love and be loved? Yes. Absolute resolution from infinity to infinity and beyond. Very good. Do you accept that love flows to you effortlessly and abundantly? Absolute resolution from infinity to infinity and beyond. And Mike Skilton, uh, he has one, uh, I, this isn't how you actually pronounce it, ghillie suit. And what he's referring to is a clearing for, ghillie suits are like what hunters wear to blend in with their surroundings. And one of the things as a divine infinite being, we have this unlimited potential. However, uh, we have also the sphere of being the tall poppy. I, I know that would be someone that you can relate to from being uh, having been in Australia, but we, we want to blend in. And if we really were to be 100% our true authentic self, then we stand out and it's uh, we're taught that that's very uncomfortable. You should be seen but not heard, you know, all this type of thing. Uh, so one for uh, the question could be, what ghillie suits are you using to avoid the infinite possibility you could be choosing? And all that that is are we willing to shift, release, and change it? Yes. And then Absolute resolution from infinity to infinity and beyond. Lead to destroyed, uncreated, never was, never is, and never shall be from infinity to infinity and beyond. Okay. Will you release any fear, worries, or apprehension to let your light shine brightly in the world? <laughs> yes. Absolute resolution from infinity to infinity and beyond. Deleted, destroyed, uncreated, never was, never is, and never shall be from infinity to infinity and beyond. And Mike is also bringing up X-Men and Axis as people who are labeled as autistic, ADHD, all, all those different things where um, they say that it's actually people having a potency that is being identified as a handicap. So perhaps a clearing around um, breaking out of labels that society is putting on you. Okay, will you release the fear of judgment by others and yourself? Yes. Absolute resolution from infinity to infinity and beyond. Cool. And yo, bro, I believe, is this Shirley? I'm not sure if this is uh, a Shirley that I know or a different Shirley, because she usually watches on a different place. But Shirley, if that's you, hello. Because I, that's the only, I don't think it would be Brian's brother. And I do have a sister named Shirley, so I think it's my sister. So welcome. I'm glad you uh, caught us on YouTube instead of Periscope. <laughs> cool.
cool. Anybody else uh, having something going on in their life that you uh, specifically want a clearing around? We are apparently tonight is energy clearing night, which is a great uh, a great thing to work on. I kind of uh, sketched out some things I wanted to talk about, but uh, th this is great. Um, yeah. Well, and we can also, uh, as, as things pop up, um, we can continue to do the clearings as things go along. If uh, We'll give another minute and see if anybody posts a, something they want a clearing around. Uh, let's see, what would be one just in general? Uh, do you release the idea that you have to work hard oh, for oh. abundance to flow to you? Yes. <laughs> Absolute resolution from infinity to infinity and beyond. Deleted, destroyed, uncreated, never was, never is, and never shall be from infinity to infinity and beyond. Awesome. And then I will just run one uh, kind of more access style. What energy, space, consciousness, and choice can my body, being, and beyond be to create the greatest possibility for myself and for the world with total ease? And everything that doesn't allow that, we destroy and uncreate it with absolute resolution from infinity to infinity and beyond. Did I get it? Excellent. Yes. All right. Yeah. I got it. That's my first Buzz Lightyear clearing. <laughs> and it's so much easier to say than right around go to map, how to pack all nine shirts, boys and beyonds. <laughs> yeah. And that's very limited because that's only hitting, you know, what we think is good, what we think is bad, what we think is right and wrong. And, you know, all that, you know, just that tiny little box where absolute, you, you can't get more complete than absolute. Absolute is absolutely resolved. Um, so that, yeah. That's why I like working in the absolute level. And not only are we, you know, you, it's as simple as saying absolute resolution because, you know, especially when I'm teaching uh, people just, you know, really quickly or that are new to it, I'll just say all you have to say is absolute resolution. So if there's ever a block or ever you realize, oh, wait, why do I think that? Okay, I release that with absolute resolution. It's done. It's complete. That's as really as deep as you need to go. Uh, the from infinity to infinity and beyond uh, describes quite a few different things. So in the linear timeline, it's talking about from past infinity to future infinity and beyond that, which is actually, uh, you know, according to mathematics, impossible to reach. But if you can even imagine um, it's an infinite number. In other words, it can never be reached, infinity. Uh, then as you, uh, certain things like one divided by two, the limit as you approach infinity would be zero, but you can never actually reach zero. So you take one divided by two, that's one half. Then you divide by two, that's a quarter. Divided by two, that's an eighth, 16th, 32nd, 64th, uh, and it just keeps kind of going down, getting smaller and smaller and smaller, and it gets closer and closer to zero. But the limit, uh, it's only the limit as you approach infinity is zero. So now imagine applying that term to going towards inward infinity. You keep going in, 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 and the limit as you get to infinity, so you can just keep going forever, smaller and smaller and smaller, closer, further, further in, uh, but you actually would never reach it because it's a limit. Um, gotcha. Not like a limit as in a block, but um, mathematical calculus term of limit. Yeah, well, you know uh, so way then, more math uh, than I do. What's that? So you know way more about math than I do. <laughs> uh, I, I, yeah, uh, 
I had fun in math until I got to calculus and then trying to wrap my head around that diff EQ and all, all that. Yeah. So, uh, and just a quick question from Shirley, where is Brian? Brian is actually in Hawaii. And that's one reason why we do this show at midnight, because for me, it's midnight, but for Brian, it's like six o'clock. And uh, it's just a time that's been working out for both of us to be on and doing this. Though we are going to plan to do one additional stream, but it's going to be on uh, Brian's uh uh, YouTube channel instead of Stir Crazy Shamans. And uh, I think we were going to start that this week, if I remember right. Oh, yeah, we were. Yeah, yeah. well, we could talk uh, about that out, off, off screen afterwards. But, yep, so yeah. but he's, he's in Hawaii, and he's been studying with some kahunas and causing all kinds of uh, uh, good mischief over on the island. He actually has been uh, been learning from the kahuna where people, when they go to Hawaii and they, like, take rocks that they're not supposed to and then bad things start happening to them and they get you know, they send the rock back in order to get the bad luck to stop. Uh, he's working with the kahuna that collects the rocks that are mailed back to the island and places them back out into nature. So he's uh, he's really studying with one of the uh, the real deals out there. Oh, I, I met someone new, and um, <laughs> yeah, I can't really can't really say much about him. Uh, but he's oh man, deal. what a tease! Come on, man. Uh, <laughs> he's confirmed well, a lot of information for me. And, uh, yeah, he, he's, this guy's also the real deal. I'm studying martial arts with him and he is, uh, he's the thing of nightmares and it's just luckily he's of the light. Um, he is beyond dangerous. Uh, he's like, uh, his skill is impeccable. Uh, so it's it's amazing. And not only is it just the physical, focusing on the physical technique, it's a lot about the energy, a lot about the breath, a lot about the ha, uh, the aloha, the breath. Uh, so uh, alo is the face and ha is the breath. Oh, okay. Um, so there's a lot, a lot more power to that word than just hello and goodbye. Yeah. Is that kind of like equivalent to like in the Peruvian tradition, we have that pakui, which is like the, the charged breath of intention. Is it something akin to that? Uh, yeah, it would be very similar in kind of a, a different taste. Um, but yeah, very similar to that. You know, the, yeah. you know when, when you give aloha to the land, you're, you're giving your breath, your spirit, you're communing with the land. Yeah, and even I'm just thinking in the Quechua language, like when we do like an um, like when we're looking to actualize things, you do a sacred haiwa, like a sacred breath that you're breathing in. Even the the sound of the syllables, like aloha, and then the um, I, I just can't the word just left me, haiwa. Like there's a very, even similar wording and um, sounds to it. Very yeah. interesting. Yeah. So many like hola, hello. Uh, you know, so many, it, it's the same kind of root word all around the world. And in, in the martial arts, you know, we're learning that like when you punch or when you kick, you go, ha, you know, so you, you really throw that, that key up into it and you're putting your breath, you're putting your energy into that. Uh, so it, it's taking what I knew that the base of, um, the warrior training I've received in the past, and it's adding a whole different, it's kind of come full circle now. So I was, you know, started out being trained as a warrior, and then I went on this spiritual path and just kind of shelved my warrior aspects, and now they're kind of melding together. And I'm seeing how the martial arts and the um, esoteric comes together, the, the spiritual aspects of it come together. 
out of curiosity, is it a particular type of martial arts he's teaching, or is it kind of an unnamed practice that he does? Ah, it, it's everything. And um, not only that, he... Yeah, I... I yeah, I don't want to go into too much detail. Uh, okay, that's fine. Um, I, I try to pry a few nuggets out cool. here and there, but I, cool. you don't want uh, lightning to strike you down. But, no, he's uh, <laughs> there's definitely a warrior culture, and uh, my sparring partner, uh, great guy. He's he grew up, and both of them have been fighting since they're like five. Professional MMA. Uh, when you get to that level of warrior. Uh, when you're a professional warrior, whether it's military or MMA, uh, MMA is actually... Um, For those of us who don't know what MMA is, could you... Uh, oh, mixed martial arts. So oh, like mixed the martial arts. Okay. Yeah, I've never heard that analogy before. Yeah, so or when you, you get into those rings of professional fighters, uh, they're very skilled at what they do. Uh, so it's it's pretty interesting and it's now i'm coming back with a whole fresh set of open eyes and i'm feeling this energy so as i'm getting kicked by the i, I have a pad in front of me like a big bag and i'm holding it almost like a shield but you when you you get kicked by this this incredibly strong guy um you just feel that raw force and you're absorbing that energy and a huge part of the class is learning how to absorb that energy and push it to the ground and then draw energy up and project it forward. Um, you know, also like the tangent spot, you want to focus on your tangent spot. You draw energy up from the earth, draw it down from the higher dimensions and concentrate it there. And when you need it, you draw it up and push it out. Okay. That reminds me of like when you're talking about drawing up there in Qigong, there's different poses like horse pose, for example, where you're bringing in different energies that you're then going to use to project out. So I've had a little training in that, so I can kind of follow along with that, but that sounds like a pretty cool like, opportunity for you. Uh, yeah. So uh, same basic principles. It is the same principles, but now imagine coupling that with like full force. So not just the energy force, but that the physical force and, um, learning how to project that and receive that without getting injured and also combining uh, body hardening. So you actually come in and you, you, you clank elbow, you know, forearm to forearm. So you, you hit, you hit, and then you come down and you hit again. So what you're doing, you're actually um, building bone density. So when you do punch or get hit or block, it won't shatter your, your bones. I wonder what would it be like if you were to go back. For those of you who don't know, Brian is an ex-Marine, so he went through uh, boot camp and all that kind of stuff. Drove his drill sergeants hilarious, uh, crazy, which is a whole other. We could do a whole episode just at his boot camp stories, which are amazing. Oh, yeah. uh, but imagine going back through that with the knowledge that you have with energy and everything, and having the experience going through all that and learning that with the awareness of the energy part of it. I had flashes of uh, brightness, actually, as I was going through. I didn't know I was coming from a very uh, science-based, uh, masculine world. So I, I didn't value or trust or understand my intuition, which I actually followed anyhow. Um, like, I, I'd always listened to my heart, and I didn't realize that was my intuition. So then, you know me, I, I was trying to... Uh, you know, I was chasing my tail trying to um, find my intuition when I had been listening to it, you know, the whole time. 
uh, maybe not as clearly or concisely as I should have. But I did know what was right, what was wrong, and I'd get these flashes of brilliance. Uh, like I was powerlifting and I kind of just jumped into it and I was able to move insane amounts of weight. Now this was okay after I uh, started to wake up, but I was able to like focus my energy and push just insane amount of weight on the leg press machine. Uh, now I wasn't doing full knee bend. I was almost even just kind of doing a calf raise, but there was, I was pushing with the knees some, uh, because I didn't want to blow my knees out, but I was doing uh, 1,345 pounds on the leg press machine and 30 reps of that. Uh, and then four sets of that. I don't even remember what it was. We were moving stuff. Uh, you were helping me move things. And there was something like that I was struggling just to move across the floor. And he just like picks it up. He's like, where do you want it? <laughs> like what? Uh, I can't believe he's doing that. So like, I figure he's some, like some sort of superhuman uh, hero here. Uh, you, you wouldn't be too far off. Uh, I, part of this last week of hypnosis and everything is realizing uh, I, I don't even know how much of this I want to talk about just yet. Okay. Um, you can skip it. I, I want to want you to get struck by lightning. Like I said, I want to keep you around for next week's segment. It, it wouldn't be too far from getting struck by lightning. Um, the Willica Kamasic. So in the shamanism, just a fun note, um, and in, in Peru, like if you were to get struck by lightning a couple of times, that's what they say is the sign that you were chosen by nature to become an ultima sayuk, and then they would bring you in and teach you all the fun stuff. So when we say struck by lightning, there's a little bit of uh, relevance in terms of an energetic thing uh, with that too, with the penning, like with the work that Brian's doing. So like I'm weighing all these things in my mind, you know, like okay, what what am I allowed to talk about? What right now? There's a shift. Very soon. Uh, give it a year, I heard, maybe two years, uh, there's going to be full disclosure. Like over the Battle of the Ukraine, there was a dreadnought flying there. It was this long cigar-shaped UFO, and it showed up in a national news headline. But as soon as it showed up, everybody forgot about that. But that's part of the secret programs. Uh, they decommissioned the stealth fighter. Uh what one one of our top aircraft? They're not really putting out as many F-22s as you think they would. You know, our top fighter, the F-35. It's kind of like meh. Okay, am I still there? My computer's still here. Okay, I think it was asleep. Oh, yeah, it was probably them, like trying to tell you to shut up. Or no. <laughs> <laughs> you never know. Um, I think it was you who told me that you know when we talk about certain. Well, when you'd call me. Uh, the phone would say this conversation is being recorded. Then you asked me if it, I had an app that was recording the phone call. And I'm like, no, what are you talking about? And then um, I know for sure I, I talked to another friend and he said that every time he'd call me, he'd get that message. And then I talk about certain hot words and the phone gets all staticky or the phone call hangs up. So uh, they, they're definitely listening to me, and I got confirmation of that this week. I, I had people look at it for me, and yes, in fact, um, a lot of my financial situation is also being controlled by uh, I'm being limited. There's a glass ceiling, and um, they don't want me to have resources yet, but very soon this is going to change. 
um, the white hats have almost taken care of things. They're, they're in, uh, yeah, uh, there's going to be a major shift. And when this major shift happens, we're going to have full disclosure. I mean, well, I mean, a few weeks ago, the White House released footage of UFOs. I saw you that. You can't get much more full disclosure than that. So for everyone that uh, said, you know, you people are conspiracy theory, you know, crazy, blah, blah, blah. Um, the, the funny part is those UFOs might not even be extraterrestrial craft. They might just be some of the ARV vehicles yeah, from... And I'll post that. This is actually on CNBC. Pentagon disclassifies three UFO videos taken by Navy pilots. And this was just April 28, 2020 that they released that. So I'll throw that out there. Uh, yeah. just if people are interested, this is the link from uh, the news story that he's referencing. So I just put in the chat. Yeah, so it's no longer conspiracy theory. But I, I think those craft were probably... Um, ARVs or alien reproduction vehicles that uh, are, I don't want to say government, but there's many different factions behind the American flag curtain. Well, I mean, behind the whole world. Uh, we're actually working with uh, many different nations and not necessarily on the same team, but we're kind of working together to um, come to an understanding. So whether it's the Russians, whether it's the Chinese, whether it's some of these other nations, there's a lot of nations coming to the table and they kind of have to sign treaties and everything to be part of these programs. But if you didn't notice it, we now have a sixth branch of the military, you know, Space Force. So obviously, you know, we don't even have a space shuttle to get into space that we know about. Well, why would we have a whole branch of the armed forces dedicated to de defending us intergalactically if we don't even have capability to put our own satellites up besides privateers and uh, foreign countries? I have yeah. not heard about the sixth one, but I'm sure that's uh, on purpose, right? No, no, it, it, this is out in the open. Uh, just Google Space Force. I'll Google sixth branch of the military. Ah. Space Force established by as the sixth armed service branch with Air Force General John Ray. Wow, there we go. So there it is. Well, I'll post this link too. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, this is not a joke. We're we're coming up, and once we can clean up our act, uh, right now, I mean, Earth has been in a quarantine, uh, not because of illness, but because I mean, it is kind of an illness. Um, uh, humans kill each other. They're savage. They fight wars. Um, so it, it's, you know, they don't want to interact with us right now. However, um, we're starting to kind of become part of that intergalactic community. Um, there's many different organizations that uh, come together, um, intergalactic federations and stuff like that. And, uh, you know, it, it's, there's different branches, you know, like each part of the military existing. So th this is kind of why Space Force is almost for show, or I'm not sure how they're going to roll this out because the, uh, sorry, there's a lot of noise right now. Uh, That's maybe all right. I'll stop talking for a second. Right. And I just posted like, I, well, the first thing I posted was for Wikipedia, but then I found on defense.gov. So it's actually a government site talking about it too. So I posted that as well. Uh oh. Okay, let me oh, see. 
Uh, so can can you still hear me over there? Yep, I can hear. I was actually hearing you twice there for a second. <laughs> You're hearing what? Well, no, I accidentally opened the YouTube window on my other screen, so I was oh, hearing okay. your show in my headphones, and it was disorienting for a second. But okay, but so, so there's a couple links that we posted. If you're just joining us, we uh, we posted links about the sixth uh, branch of the military, which I never knew about until Brian told me, and then also the UFO, uh, UFO confirmations from the White House that happened back in April. But no one noticed because there's everything else in the world going on that was barely yeah, touched on. These things have been um, out in the open. Like during Obama's administration, we actually had intergalactic uh, trade regulation, a treaty of that put in place. That just went like, what do you mean intergalactic trade? Like, but we've been up there mining the asteroid belt. We've uh, been patrolling our own solar system now. Uh, since the 80s, we had the technology I can't remember Project Solar Warden, whether that was under the Navy or the Air Force, but each branch of the military has their own uh, secret space programs. And, uh, you know, each each one you know, up until now thought they were, you know, the epitome of it and they didn't work with each other and it was highly compartmentalized. And then you had private corporations. So basically, all these top secret bases like Area 51 and some of those other ones, they aren't even owned by the United States government. They rent out the laboratory space to um, third-party corporations. Hmm. Um, so they're running these biological experiments. They're uh, working with our neighbors. Uh, so it, we, I don't we've know if gotten I told you this. Um, my, my parents actually met at Wright Patterson Air Force Base, and that's where they met and then uh, fell in love and all that good stuff. But my parents were telling a story once where there was like this hangar at Wright Patterson that was like a normal hangar one day, and like the next day it was like all sectioned off, it was top secret, no one in or out. And it was right when there was the weather balloon like crash or whatever. And then the next day that hangar was like all top secret. So like they always speculated about it was what what it was like an alien craft or whatnot. My mom says she knows some stuff, but she won't talk about it. So I'm like, oh, I want to I want to know what's going on. But uh, just uh, from firsthand the story about something like that too with uh, Wright Patterson. I, I didn't hear some of what you said because a, a car started up, uh, but I, I can go back and rewatch that. I, I got the basic gist of it. So at Wright Pat Air Force Base, um, along with even the uh, Cleveland Hopkins NASA complex there, there's uh, a big, big top secret facility. In fact, the Roswell crash, the craft got taken to those facilities. And one of the biggest... Uh, technolo technological gains of the uh, Roswell crash was the interface chair. Interface so when you sit chair. in this chair, there's actually right on your shoulders, about right there, a lot of nerve bundles cross. So you have basically two metal electrodes. You sit back into the chair and you interface with the chair. Then you probably also have things you put your hands on. Um, I don't remember completely, um, but you put your hands on these things and then you kind of interface with the craft along with the AI of the craft. Um, so it, it has basically autopilot, huge autopilot, but you're interfacing with the craft. That technology also allows, uh, allows uh, downloading of information. 
so you the remember the matrix yeah i know Kung Fu. yeah you know he's like oh you know here's basic martial arts okay let's start you here so he he's in this chair and they're just downloading this tons and tons of information or when they're out in the field they're like hey i need to know how to fly this helicopter can you download that okay downloaded okay she hops in and flies the helicopter well with the interface chair that is actually possible you can download a college education in hours you can download a language within hours uh, so these are some of the technologies i've heard described so can you imagine how this will revolutionize the world it will increase the um the the intelligence and when people can download astrophysics all of a sudden you know at a very high level people can understand this stuff and it's really amazing so all this technology that's going to be coming out what do people do with this upcoming thing now like uh you know like it, it's it kind of sounds like um so out of the box for a lot of people like what does uh here let me turn my volume up or let, let's wait a second the, the car is turning around again Sorry, or if, if anybody watching, if you have questions, because um, Brian is the the expert on this kind of stuff. It's way outside the realm of what I normally is in my world that I uh, consider and stuff like that. So if you have questions in particular, feel free to put them in the comments and I'll pose them to Brian because uh, this is uh, out of left field for me too, actually. But okay. Um, I find it online. It's like, oh, well, I guess, uh, I guess that it's even on the government site. This is all... <laughs> Okay, so what was the question about the technology? Well, no, it's more like, well, we're talking about this and how the shift is going to happen in your. What do people do about with this information now? Like, what what should people do to with all this stuff coming down the pipe? What would you say? What what do people do to prepare, or don't they? It's just uh, a good awareness to have that's coming up. Ah, uh, it, it's becoming aware. A lot of this stuff has been put into movies, so when it comes out in the open, it won't shock people. There's a uh, story or an anecdote about uh, a security guard that was working at a classified base, and uh, he hadn't been briefed properly. One of our neighbors, without going into too much detail and sounding crazy, that didn't look like they're from here, uh, he saw them and actually freaked out and had a heart attack. Uh, the way our neighbors smell, the way our neighbors look, the way our neighbors sound uh, can be a little bit unnerving. Uh, but for the most part, humans are the violent ones. Um, th there are some that are less than pleasant uh, but actually, to, to be honest, there people talk about alien abductions and getting tormented in the middle of the night um, by little greys. Those little greys are actually kind of drones. They're programmed biological life form robots, kind of. Uh, and those are usually the ones being controlled by other races to include um, humans. So there's just like anyone and anyone can be good. Anyone can be not so good. <laughs> um, uh, th there's positive ones out there and they've, they've had our back for a very long time. 
they almost like uh, the prime directive in Star Trek. They have had to, because of treaties, have a non-interference uh, policy until 30% or more of the planet is facing uh, extinction um, or free will is being messed with. And in this case, right now, in our current situation, that both of those are happening uh, because of the, the pandemic and the way people are being messed with with the pandemic. So um, it's busy over there today, huh? Uh, yeah, m musical cars. Uh, gotcha. And out of curiosity, are these things that you're talking about, is it truly like um, things, uh, life from other planets, or is it like multi-phase beings that are in the same time and space, but simply out of view, uh, that type of thing? Like if you watch the Star Trek episodes, how things are in and out of phase, like so you have to be able to see a certain frequency to perceive it. Little column A, little column B. Um, some of them look just like us. Uh, the most common biological blueprint is the five-star uh, shape. Uh, so usually legs, arms, and head. That's not a hard, fast rule. And that's not necessarily... Um, well, our genetics are kind of a mix of a few things. Monkeys, pigs, uh, ET DNA... Uh, whereas some come from other things, you know, so the, this energy of a blueprint repeats throughout the universe. Uh, and it can come from, originate from different life forms. So you, you might see creatures with different origins. Um, uh, like... <laughs> Not not even to like okay so one of them that you hear about a lot is the reptilians, uh, so yeah they originate from reptilian DNA. Uh, there's other ones out there. Uh, yeah, I don't know how deep I want to go down that oh, wormhole, okay. especially well, for I, I first time we, listeners. Yeah, we we talked about a, a little bit of that in the last episode. If you want to go back and check with that, and. Uh, and see, and what I tell people too is that in the ever present moment of now, all realities, all possible timelines, everything is happening in the ever present moment of now. And just because this is one possibility doesn't mean it has to be your possibility. Your point of view creates your reality, and you know, your, your reality might look a little different, which is fine. So we're just talking about one possibility, is all. So. Let's see. Someone made a yeah. comment. I just got to scroll to it. Pretty soon it's going to be everybody's possibility. Oh, Joseph, I don't know if Brian will answer the question or not, but uh, Joseph was asking, do you have firsthand experience with these entities? I, yes. Yes, I do. Um, a definitive yes and no more details. <laughs> well, no, and it's somebody that I, I work with um, removing entities from people and things like that, so it's not like um, out of the realm of... Uh, something i haven't been fully you know what's the difference between removing like the guy they started talking about with at the beginning of the show removing that entity versus having an experience with um like another extra 
some other being, I guess. It's all just entities. Whether, yeah, I mean, we're, we're an entity with a body. There's other. There, there's a whole plethora of an infinite possible, an infinite amount of ways that divinity expresses itself. I, some of the concepts in religion are so far out there, but people buy them hook, line, and sinker because the book says it's true. Yeah. So don't question the book because the book says don't question the book. Yep. Joseph says, thank you. And then Mike was, uh, I'm not sure if he's asking a question, but he was bringing up voice to skull technology. I'm not familiar with that, what that is. Uh, does that mean anything to you? Picking up the vibrations of your voice through the skull and transmitting it into a different form, or I'm not uh, sure which. Yep. If you want to elaborate a little bit more, Mike, we can try to go down that rabbit hole. Otherwise we can just skim the surface. The only thing that voice to skull technology um, I'm not sure. Maybe you're talking about things with the crystal skulls and things like that. Yeah, that, that's the other thing I was thinking. You know, programming crystals um, with uh, you know memory in them because crystals are can be used as a supercomputer. Um, yeah. So okay. So I, I will go into details about one of them. Maybe not uh, full disclosure with it, but I did a session with Ryan and. He so during the session, he's like, I don't believe in this. This is not in my reality, but you had implants and I removed the implants. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Yeah. OK, I, I think after seeing them and, and removing them, you, you might believe in them. But OK, um, I had a bear attack me in the woods. I didn't think it was real. OK, uh, so um uh, yeah, so he removes these implants, and that night, all of a sudden, I woke up, and, you know, it's not the first time I, I've astro-traveled or been out of body. I, I walk in between worlds. Um, in fact, I'm in a lot of places all at once, uh, and, and really, you are, too. You are everywhere. You are everything. You are transcendent. You just don't remember. And uh, I found what uh, uh, Mike was asking about, but... Uh, let me just read it. So uh, this is from uh, Army. It's a military weapon, actually. Not only the weapon, which includes a neuroelectromatic device, which uses microwave transmission of sound into the skull of persons or animals by way of pulse-modulated microwave radiation. And two, a silent sound device, which can transmit sound into the skull of a person or animal. Is there somewhere in particular you want us to go with that, Mike? I know Mike's driving, so he, he's uh, just telling me to Google it. So it, it looks like it's some sort of a military thing, which that's um, nothing new. Like they actually have uh, for crowd control and stuff like that. If you look at some of the army vehicles, it looks like this weird thing on the front of it. But when they shoot this thing, like you, it can just cause people to have panic and run away. Like you could have skilled people that are trained not to panic and not have anxiety. You hit them with the right vibration and off they go running. Why do you think people don't like 5G? Yeah, well, that's that, that's topic. at the exact frequency of brain waves. Um, supposedly, from talk on the inside, that Wuhan, uh, the original death toll came from someone hacking the 5G network and flipping it to basically get the people to go crazy on each other, and they all just killed each other. Uh, experiments in South Africa with that frequency. Uh, they could pacify mobs or they can turn them into like murderous, like bloodthirsty, ravenous people uh, yeah. with that 5G technology. 
Well, I'm uh, sure I can buy oh. it. Well, go ahead. Okay, so uh, Ryan removed the implants from me, and so that night I'm I'm kind of like frozen in sleep paralysis. I can't move. I'm like I can't move. I can't open my mouth. I can't open my eyes, and like I, I was completely fixed in place. Uh, and there's like this energetic curtain around me, and I thought, oh, I'm going into journey space. But I have control when I walk between worlds. Uh, whereas with this, the I'm kind of overexposed. Um, is that better? Can you see me yep, better now? I can see you better. Yep, you no longer look like a divine being coming down from the heavens. Just Brian with the sun in the background. <laughs> uh, so I, I couldn't move. I had sleep paralysis. And typically, if you have sleep paralysis, something is messing with you. Um, oftentimes not good. Uh, now I've been told that you can revoke permission and, and cast them out and call them out. You know, however you do it, whatever words you, you do, you have to, re if you revoke your permission, supposedly they can't do anything about it. So like underneath the curtain, I saw like legs and feet moving around. So I just, I'm like, okay, this is not cool. So I just started you know, I couldn't move, so I'm just blasting with energy, as much energy as I could just hammer out. And all of a sudden, this veil just kind of flops up, and I saw the, these guys run out and, um, yeah, run back to their ship. So uh, they came back to put the implants back in. Interesting. Now, a couple things with that. One, in the Eastakara tradition, we believe that nothing can happen without your permission on some level. So to Brad's point, revoking permission, if anything like that is happening in your world, to be the, the most dominant entity in the room and knowing that you are the only one in the room because God is all there is, right? That you have the ability to shift your reality to you know revoke the permissions and things of that nature. And then two, Angela was uh, just saying that she would love to journey in between worlds or between worlds. Do you have any uh, advice or pointers for people that are just starting to be able to kind of dimension walk or dream walk or however they want to start? Any any tips for people to get started with that? Uh, th that's kind of a complicated question and you, I mean if, if you have questions get a hold of me I can do a session with you we can um, one of the easiest ways I'm finding is hypnosis uh, also binaural beats uh, psychedelics uh, now you, you have to be very careful with psychedelics because if you leave your body with the psychedelic and you're not being guarded you just left your body uninhabited it's like you left your car running with your doors open and the keys in the car. So any can anybody can hop in and start driving. So if you've ever seen someone that's burned out on drugs and they're just not the same person that they used to be, well, yeah, that's really true. They're not driving anymore. There's an entity driving them. So if you yank that entity out and their true essence can come back forth, well, yeah. All right, and then from Joseph, um, oh, and I posted Brian's Facebook link. Um, I know we're streaming to Brian's Facebook page as well, but uh, for people on YouTube or my Facebook, I've just posted his Facebook profile uh, page so you can go there to connect with him as well. And Joseph was asking a question. These beings have been proactive with us since the beginning of time, written about in all cultures. Not sure why they always mention Prime Directive as a reason for no full-blown disclosures unless just another deception from for the next box created for us as collective, a shifting of the guard. 
yeah, I, I don't agree with a lot of these treaties. Uh, a lot of surrounding the secret programs, there's a lot of deception. And to be honest, not many people have the full picture. And I, you, you have people with little bits and pieces of the puzzle, and if you can put those together and then use your, your own vision to look at some of the other stuff. But not now, I, I highly suggest right now do not looking at anything classified. In <laughs> fact, I'm not sharing anything that there's some really cool things that I've stumbled upon. And uh, like, you know, when you said get hit by lightning, I'm like, oh, there's a dozen things I want to talk about with that. Uh, but right now, on, on some level, I, I know I can't share this without being in danger. Well, um, and, I run, and if people I want to have the information on their own, the question that you could ask and then we can do the clearing on it is what energy, space, consciousness and choice could your body being and beyond be to come to your own awareness and knowing about the truths of the world? And everything that doesn't allow that absolute resolution from infinity to infinity and beyond. Excellent. Yes. Okay. Perfect. And then meditate on it because you are you, you are the only being in the room. You are the only one in the room. And if you were just sit with yourself and meditate and just become open to receiving the information, you can come to your own awareness of things, and uh, you don't have to rely on anything external. So, my suggestion is if you. Look, there's a, a really good video out by Mind Dazzle, UFO TV, on military remote viewing. Uh, it is taught by Major Ed Dames, and it gives you kind of the science of psychic ability. So if you want to start getting your feet wet with tapping in and remote viewing and understanding this stuff at um, more than like a crystal shop level, if you want to come from a scientific approach... Uh, it's any remote viewer is about 80 to 85% accurate at best. Uh, but when you have multiple blind remote military viewers, uh, you, the, it goes up a lot. So if you want a rough history of the uh, psychic spy program, uh, watch the movie Men Who Stare at Goats. It's kind of at funny. Goats? Yeah, men who stare at goats. Uh, what it is, during a point in the movie, they were seeing if a guy could stare at the goat and stop the goat's heart. And then uh, he did, and that brought karma on the unit, and it fell apart. Uh, now, granted, it, it was a movie, and it's supposed to be entertaining. However, more, it, the movie even starts with this. More of this is true than you'd actually believe. Uh, so one of the founders of this program, Jim Channon, a military remote viewer had a house up in Javi and I got to do journey work in that house. I didn't even realize it was his house until they started. Oh yeah, this is Jim Channon's house. I'm like, who? Oh, have you seen the movie men who stare at goats? So then I started, I researched him. I just did a quick Google search. And I'm like, Holy cow. I'm in his house. And, uh, small world. <laughs> oh Yeah. Oh, he, he left some uh, energetic goodies there. So, um, Oh, man, I got to come out and just hang out for a week. Yeah. <laughs> I swear. So, I mean, it, it almost is like an unsaid thing. How does it get any better than this? This is like um, the information I'm getting exposed to. Okay, but I, I digress. 
So if you are getting started, do not look at Area 51. Do not look under military bases right now, at least. Uh, they will come after you. There, you could get hurt. Um, they have things, I mean, at the very least, you'll get a really bad headache. Uh, they have ways of deterring people. And, uh, yeah, let's say I've done it and not so nice things have happened. I, I got a knock on the door, kind of, give or take, uh, basically. And I got asked what I was doing looking underneath the base. So don't think you you can be all clever and, oh, I, I can, you know, y yes, you can do it. You might be able to see in, but when you open up that portal into the base, they have a way to hold it open and track you to where you are, figure out who you are, and then come after you. Uh, well, Angela's for once, and thank you for sharing this with us. And then Joseph was asking, uh, space, the final frontier or new war zone? And I would say that point of view creates reality. What would you want it to be or like it to be? But what, what are your thoughts on that, Brian? No, uh it's the final frontier. It's humans are meant to explore. Humans are meant to, you, you look at the, the history of, I mean, even the Polynesians, they were a seafaring race. They would explore the world. Look at the Vikings, even with, you know, what we thought they had primitive technology, they would explore and trade and travel and meet new places, may have new experiences. Really, the whole purpose of life is to have an experience. And so if we can start enhancing that experience, with the technology, aging is a curable disease. It's a curable condition. So in a healthy state, a human body can live for millennia. Uh, and you, you leave this incarnation when you want to experience something different. So we can go among the stars and start meeting other neighbors out there. And it's a good thing. Uh, so th there's uh, not, not final war zone. This is the final war zone. This, once this mess down here is cleaned up, it's going to trigger. Earth is connected on many different levels to many different places. So it's the last war zone is here. And we're really close and, to winning. An esoteric um, uh, metaphysics of, from the Alice Bay, Bailey work seeker doctor in Ernest Woods, uh, there is the seven rays, and Earth is for, ruled by fourth ray energy, which is harmony through conflict. So through this uh, apparent war zone, we're coming to this place of Wittakocha, the harmonization of, of opposing energies, and we're, we're really learning a very a skill in a way, like being able to take any energies and really be able to come through that and still manifest divinity on this physical plane and this duality. It's really going it, to, it's an amazing time to be here. Uh, so right now we're under quarantine uh, because humans have been and encouraged to be freaking violent. Like, I mean, look at the wars we have, look at the crime we have, look at how we treat each other. So until we can learn to live from our heart, they they don't want to interact with us. Uh, right now, they, they are trading with us. And humans are very adaptable uh, because our mix of genetics, we, they find us very interesting. Um, uh, like supposedly, from what I hear, 
one of our big exports is beer. <laughs> Go figure, right? I mean, we're not the only ones to invent fermentation. However, humans have refined things like music and beer uh, and other things, a very high level, like the technology. We have recovered craft. Sometimes kind of they gift it to us almost like, but then we reverse engineer it and improve it, improve it, improve it. There's this idea of constant improvement. So we're very creative in, in the music and other things on this planet. Uh, so, but it's learning to live from your heart space. And now the other thing that doesn't even have to do with going off world as we come up into higher vibration, less and less needs to be said. Have you noticed this? You can communicate with a lot less words in a lot more feeling and understanding. Right. I think part of that is just as we're getting to the place where our choice can just be our choice without the need to reason and justify and put all the story around it, you just choose. And there's a lot less that needs to be said when you do that. But have you noticed that you know what people are thinking or going to say before they say it? Oh, for me, I've, that's kind of um, how I've always been. But oh. I, I think in general, like I've, I've always from birth, I've always had like an intuitive knack. So like I, I'd never realized that everybody wasn't like that. But um, but I think more and more people are really starting to step into their gifts and looking to develop their intuition. And, and because they're knowing that they know things and they don't know why they know things. And then they start to look at that. So words carry energy. So words probably aren't going to go away anytime soon, but there's this extra layer of telepathic communication. And to be able to function with that, you have to be Zen. You have to be centered and be able to be in control of your thoughts and emotions because a lot of the telepathic communication is not in words, but in like an emotion, uh, feelings, ideas, colors, images. So that those little packets of information in remote viewing called a gestalt are what we're going to be sending to each other. It's going to enable, if you can step outside of thinking in English, if you can think in just kind of pure thought form, that increases your scope of what you can do. In fact, I trip over my words a lot because I find it clunky to translate my thought into words. And I, I know you... Well, I was going to say, oftentimes when I get like a divine inspiration or a clearing, it just comes in as an energy and you almost have to unpack it and then translate it into to words because it, it's just an energy. And it's like, how do you how do you put words to it? But it's like so far more, way more than words. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, exactly. And do you remember the one time you jumped in my uh, consciousness? When we're yes. In oh, my God. That was crazy. Um, well, I'll speak about that. I was just bringing up Joseph was saying exciting times indeed. Great time to be alive in awareness. So uh, Brian and I were um, uh, uh, apprenticing a plant teacher. And during this time, I got to step into his world for just a moment and see like <laughs> and see like uh, how Brian experiences it. And the best way that I could describe it, and this does not do it justice, if you ever saw that movie Back to the Future 3, where like the kid's sitting there and he puts on like 20 different television shows at once. And he's like watching them all at once. And like, that's Brian. Like there's all this stuff going on. It's like, how how do you even function with all this data coming in at once to you? And uh, But th that's the best explanation I can give to it. 
it, it actually took a long time for me and I was very unfocused. And you remember, I mean, I, I you know, a nickname squirrel, yeah. I was, you know, it was like whatever was shining bright, brightest. And then if something was brighter, I'd, I'd jump over to that and then jump over to something else. But now I've kind of set the intention to get one solid stream of information of, um, you know, the most important channel. So they kind of, my awareness is directed to the most important channel at that time. However, when I'm working with certain plant teachers, those thousand televisions all on different channels, I can watch them with full focus. Uh, so yes, uh, these different plant teachers uh, expand awareness and the scope in which you can think. Yeah, and if anybody's ever going to dive into that, please, please, please have a guide. Don't just go willy-nilly running off doing stuff. Uh, have a guide. And, um, and, of course, don't do anything illegal. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, this, the biggest thing, you know, this drug uh, dare to keep kids off drugs campaign, if they came out with the reality of it, that's way scarier than, oh, your brain, your brain on drugs. Oh, it fries your brain. No mushrooms and a lot of these other things actually create neurogenesis uh mdma will deactivate uh neurons and neural syn synapses and connections neural oh. networks and they're even doing clinical studies with like some of these things with ptsd and, and addictions and things like that that is being medically researched now because they're seeing the this uh the benefits to it yeah that's where i was going with that the mdma will actually um deactivate uh, PTSD neurons. Uh, so it, then it will actually create new neural connections, which are healthy and not misfiring. Uh, so they, they really are special, but I digress. Um, back to what I was talking about. So not only do we have to live from our, our heart space, we have to have pure thought form. You have to deal with your inner baggage as unfun as that sounds like you have to go in, figure out, what what is causing your anxiety why are you upset why are you anxious why are you angry why what is this going on inside and i mean you don't have to be the only one uh doing doing this you can reach out there's a lot of people that can help you uh there's a lot of ways you can do it on yourself uh just sit in a dark room if you have a closet or a bathroom without windows sit in that for hours alone things are going to yep. come up yep they the, every big master they've always had some sort of time where it was just them themselves and, the, and their soul like buddha went through it christ with the transfiguration in the desert like they all had this time where they just let everything percolate and they were able to deal with it so the and even in the shaman program there was one of the exercises where you would have to go in and just sit in a closet in total darkness and see what would come up and deal with your shadow yeah, or nature. Nature's great nature. too. Yep. Uh, and my suggestion: get away from electronic distractions. So put your cell phone elsewhere. Leave your cell phone behind. Go away from people. Go away from noise if you can. I mean, granted, not everybody has. The go visit Brian in Hawaii. He'll set you up somewhere. Uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> unfortunately, you'd you'd be on a two week. Um, yeah. Uh, house arrest, but you know. Um, well, and 
And for those of you um, still with us, too, we're at an hour and 10 minutes. Man, if time flies. So I'm just going to yeah. call out last call for questions because we'll wrap up soon because we meant to be on for about an hour and we're already past that because we can just go on. And how perfect is the title, Midnight Meanderings, with the way our conversation goes? <laughs> but anyhow, so if you have any questions or comments, uh, please uh, make them now so we can respond to them uh, before we wrap up here in a couple minutes. So yeah, to continue with that though, you need to clear out your mind. Um, the goal is to have empty awareness. Like you know everything, feel everything, and if you need to bring it up, you can. But we're getting to the place where people are going to be able to hear your thoughts. So you have to be able to control your thoughts. You have to be able to not see someone and go, oh man, you're ugly. Because they're going to be able to hear that. So it's going to be a little bit, you know, back and forth and go, you know, like the, those kind of, you know, shadowy thoughts in the back of our mind going, oh, man, that guy looks ridiculous. Or how, how could he do something stupid like that? Or, you know, like they're going to be able to hear that. So you have to be able to kind of hold this space to be able to interact with people. And not only that, not only your thoughts, not only what you're thinking, your emotions as well your energy people are going to be able to feel that people feel comfortable because i control what i project i'm trying to always resonate love and light um if you're not careful you can end up projecting anger you can end up projecting uh resentment you can end up projecting um a lot of very uncomfortable things and as being an empath uh, I don't know if you've been around people personally, uh, but there's some people that are just so, I, I mean, th their emotional state is very chaotic, very uptight. And, you know, like you're around these people and you're like, oh my goodness, you just feel what they feel. And it's very uncomfortable to be around. So as more people become empathic, more people be able to read your thoughts. And right now that's happening, but I think it's more on a general thing. Like empaths are just aware of the judgments out there, but not recognizing where it's being directed at. They're just picking up on it. We do have a couple questions here of one Angela just saying that she loves the show and appreciates us doing it. Uh, Joseph has, is the solar flash related to receiving our full blown light bodies? Yes, the solar flash that has been uh, predicted in uh, Zoroastrian tradition, uh, the cult of Mithra, even the Bible, uh, Sumerian texts, uh, so many of these have predicted solar flashes. And right now, we are in the process of it. So as the great central sun starts heating up it spits out the energy through the solar networks so all these different stars are getting more and more charged up to include our star i'm getting so like deja vu right now <laughs> what's that i'm getting like some major deja vu. did we talk about this last week too with the soul no, no. well all maybe right. maybe I, I can't remember I, maybe i gotta go back and watch but now we also have another question um from ace jess 68 are you working on past life regression yes i i have uh done that for others uh but just i'll get back to that in a second um so as you know these flashes come through our sun it starts spitting out high energy waves and this has been happening for a few years now and it's intensifying um someone uh, through through some sources they theorize that around 2024 to 2028 
is when we will see the peak of it. But it'll continue for a very long time. And in fact, it actually kind of started back in the 70s with, you know, or the 60s with these hippie revolution, some of these started to energize us. And just little by little, it started to heat up until now we're in the peak of it. The tide raised it all, raised it all boats. So as these energy waves are hitting the earth, the Schumann resonance, which is a measurable, scientifically measurable frequency is raising. So as that raises, it raises everybody's vibration. Uh, so what was the question about... Uh, uh, just are you oh, working on past life regressions? I don't uh, know if she had a particular question around that or just wants that in general. Yes. So with hypnosis, you can tap into what the mind knows. And even you can do this on your own. You can go back, and I find myself doing this a lot, thinking about a place I had been as a child that I absolutely loved. And I, I kind of go back and you're actually almost going back with your astral body sometimes, uh, whether you know it or not, whether you consciously can astral project or not, you're kind of going back and you can start to feel the energy there, or you can notice things you didn't before. So you're a recording box. You're recording everything around you. So even if you don't understand the language, even if you don't, uh, you know, you're asleep or you're not aware of what's going on, you can go back and feel, oh, wow, when I was a kid in that location, I loved it because it was such high vibrational energy. I can tap in and feel that now. Wow, that was amazing. Now I know why I love that place. So that happens a lot. So you can, through a hypnotic state, tap into what the mind knows. And there's different areas you can go. I've been experimenting this week. Uh, you can go to the Akashic Records and get information from there. It's like a library of uh, knowledge and experience. You can connect to your higher self, which, again, has kind of a record of your whole existence in your direct soul line. You can go to Source or God or the Infinite Mind and collect information from there. Uh, you, you can kind of tap into your own direct soul line information and get information uh you can pick up on suppressed memories and that's something i've been working on this week is uh, working with people and discovering things that they did that they don't remember doing uh, so if you were in a program or you suspect you're in a program it is very they cannot erase memories and they are your memories so you have the right to remember uh, so you can uh, demand or command that these memories are revealed to you because they are your memories and you have the right to remember these memories. So oftentimes in the hypnosis session, I have the people say something wording akin to that uh, to unlock these memories. Right. Uh, because, um, I mean, nothing short of war crimes, what they've been doing to our guys uh, in these projects. But... Um, yeah. So any, any other questions? Well, well, Joseph was just thanking us. Uh, peace and love. Awesome show. Mm -hmm. Thank you so much for the discussion. And then um, not so much a question, but um, one of the viewers was saying that they have a hard time being around their husband because of his energy, just a lot of anger and, and sadness and things of that nature. One thing I would encourage everyone to do if you're, if you're in a position where you're not getting along with someone is just not 
look at it as a relationship because relationship you're acknowledging that you're separate instead of one but start looking at it as a creationship and ask the question what could i create here and what possibility could i create in in with this other person and you might find that there's a whole different energy to it because now instead of like um relating and having like this thing of separation that there might be a different possibility so any, anything that you might add to that with someone that they're well i know you've had your share of relationships uh that have been rough uh, what was what some of your tricks to kind of dealing when you're in that place of negativity but you don't really have a an easy way to put yourself in a different position it doesn't even have to be a romantic partner uh, it can uh, it can be any interaction you have with anybody. Uh, if you feel this anger, I mean, one easy thing you can think to them is ho'oponopono. Uh, it's a, an emotional clearing technique, a Hawaiian emotional clearing technique. Uh, the gist of it is, I love you, I'm sorry, please forgive me, thank you. Uh, and then you can also add, I forgive you to it. So if you think that repeatedly over to them, however, I just heard that um, I'm sorry to feel sorrow is a very Christian principle. And it's um, you can actually go through and change that to um, thank you for your understanding or uh, something like that but to say you're sorry i'm i'm feeling sorrow i'm sad the wording i would like is thank you for your contribution because even the word understanding energetically um has some weird things going on with it which could be a whole episode in and of itself but thank yeah. you for your contribution thank you for what you have given me in my experience or however you want to phrase it contribution is a great word though so yeah so basically you you think ho'oponopono to them and it, it clears the air so if you have, you know, your worst enemy and you want to kind of defuse that situation, ho'oponopono, just think ho'oponopono, ho'oponopono to them. And, you know, really not only just think it to them, feel it from your heart to their heart. You're sending that energy of love, forgiveness, gratitude, and you're just projecting that at them. Another tool would be from access. You could look at it when they are angry or sad or whatnot. Interesting point of view that they have that point of view, not with any charge on it, just like while wow, they're in a very interesting place and not to label it as anger or label it as sadness. Because once you label things, they say as an empath, you name it, you claim it. Because now you have a judgment about whatever their experience is. But maybe their anger for them is potency and we're misidentifying it as something and then taking all kinds of energetic gunk we don't need to be taking. So the interesting point of view helps to shift into a space of non-judgment about wherever they are. So it's going from acceptance or reaction into allowance, which is a whole different energy. Then you can be, but the hollow bone, letting the energy move through you, not to you. Um, the other thing is why are they feeling this anger? Where's it coming from? Can you help them release it? Uh, can you do a regression hypnosis session to get them to the root of it? Or just ask, truth, where is your anger coming from? Is it some broken aspect of your relationship? Is it something that you've been doing? Yes, you, you do have to look at yourself in this situation. Or what if your husband's an empath? And he is, re, you know, responding and reacting to his perception of everything else going on around him. Yeah. Does he, is he at a very angry work environment? And when he comes home, he's still in that energy of anger. So then, okay, now what can you do to help him clear that? You know, maybe suggest take a shower. 
as simple as take a shower washes off that energy um if you want you can smudge them if um turn on well, music um hopefully yeah. it's open to that but maybe not is my my feeling <laughs> but you never know but you know if they're having a bad day you can just say hey you know it sounds it sounds like you had a bad day feels like you're angry why why don't you just take a hot shower and you know make them um you know, a lemonade or whatever their favorite drink is. Um, I suggest avoiding alcohol because that can kind of is exacerbate that. Um, so that's, or smoke some green. Uh, you know, like that, that will rely, I mean, depending on what strain, uh, each strain has a different energy to it and a different purpose, a different uh, combination of uh, phytochemicals. So, uh, some can really just chill you out and, you know, maybe fix that problem. Uh, but the question is in any of my healing, where is this coming from? Is it an emotional blockage, you know, something in, in the mind, something in the emotions? Is it, um, an energy? Does he have an attachment? If he's really that angry and that mean of a person, does he have something that's whispering angry thoughts into his ear? And I, I talked about this uh, today with someone during a hypnosis session. Uh, well, actually, after the kind of like the um, debriefing after the hypnosis session. Um, uh, anytime thoughts of death come in about killing someone, about committing suicide, about not wanting to live, losing the motivation to live that is usually an attachment those are not normal thoughts for people so if thoughts of death or defeatist thoughts come into your mind it's probably not you uh so you know if he's very angry feel him does it feel like his en energy is burning like if you're an empath or um clairsentient Kind of, you know, you don't even have to tell them you're doing this. You can just kind of, you know, move your hands or use your body um, around him and feel, is there a hot burning spot on him? And if there is, well, guess what? He's got a hitchhiker. Uh, probably should be removed ASAP. Uh, right. And they, seen, hopefully there's someone local that can help you with that, but with the access way, uh, or and I think what, what you used last week too, or uh, one of the things you used is just to tell the entity, you say, truth, who are you? truth who were you before that truth here before that and you keep saying that until you feel the energy shift and then truth who you be in the future and will you take all your baggage and your magnetic imprinting and go and then do the brian's thing absolute resolution to infinity and be uh, from infinity and beyond from infinity to infinity and i mean beyond. i was close i was close yeah, yeah. The, yeah the idea behind it though is that you're telling the entity truth who are you and and you're then when you start saying who are you before that, you're bringing them back until the place where they came from source. Truth would be in the future. You're putting the entity in a place of knowing, oh, I have a different possibility here. I don't have to stay. And essentially the energy is you're telling them you don't have to go home, but you can't stay here. <laughs> yeah. Um, now there's extra layers I've added on. You know, I call um, assistance. I, I just kind of say my light team. But <laughs> oh, um, I like that light team. In Access, we call it teammates, shamanism, it's Yanapak, okay. spiritualism spirit back get banned but yeah light light so, team i love it light team whether it is uh angels 
whether it is ancestors, whether it is um, ascended masters, the, uh, ascended masters, whether it's positive extraterrestrials, whether it's the Lyrans, Andromedans, Palladians, Arturians, you know, any positive group that is out there waiting to help us. All you have to do is ask. Um, so I actually I, I got a lot of insight in this week on uh, about entity dealing with entities. So I'll call in that team to help direct them back to the source of source to be healed in a very loving way and to be loved on and to be healed. Because I've talked to some of these really dark entities and they have never known love. Well, they have. They just don't remember. Uh, they're completely in a, a low vibrational existence and low vibrational consciousness, which all they know is fear, anger and hate. So it's not really, they're not evil. They're just at a very low level of consciousness. So you call in this light team to help guide them back to the origin place to be healed, basically. Cool. Angela calls them her team and, as well. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so. And if you were looking for a recommendation on a strain, um, Ace was uh, saying her, uh, Durban was the best strain that they've had with a little winky face. So. If you have that available, not that we are endorsing or condoning such use of said things. So use at your own risk, allegedly. Um, so the squirrel. Okay, so I call the light team and have them guided back to where, you know, back to the origin point. Or you can just, if you don't know where they're supposed to go, you can ask your light team who knows and who can deal with it to take them where they're supposed to be to heal, be healed. Now, the interesting detail I learned today is these people may be running into shadow aspects that have broken off from themselves. So like a soul fragmentation. Exactly. So like what you'd usually do a soul retrieval for, except these are low vibrational soul fragments. So if you keep clearing it and it comes back and it keeps you clear it and it comes back, you clear it and it comes back. Well, because it's part of you. It's got to come back. Exactly. Oh, so, that is a really great insight. I know. Right. I know. <laughs> I'm like, holy cow. Um, I, I am dealing with very wise people. Oh, man. You just blew my world right there. I know. Right. <laughs> so this whole week, it's been this whole different uh, between the hypnosis really falling into my stride with the hypnosis and we're really everything is getting amped up I'm astral projecting kind of uh, During the mid-afternoon. I get so tired. I, I just kind of go into journey state I lay down and I'm out of body and when I come back here. I'm like, oh Yeah, I'm here. I'm at work <laughs> <Dang it. laughs> It's like, ah, How did I sign up for this job again? Why did I sign up for this job? So, um <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so you send it off to be healed and because it, that's outside of time, it could have taken thousands of years to deprogram from the hate, anger, violence, fear. And guess what? That all happened instantly because it's outside of this time space. So all that time could have happened. And then you, you bring that soul the, there, whatever belongs to them. Don't bring back everything you cleared because some of it might not be theirs. 
So bring back what is meant to come back to them, what is actually part of their direct soul lineage and their soul essence. And I mean, you, you can get really complicated with that. But you bring it back in and same way that we've been trained to do a soul retrieval. So you take it in, put that fragment into their crown and go to the tailbone, energy of the water, the, um, the, the belly button, connect an umbilical cord to the center of the earth, bring in that warm red love energy, the love I of the mother, the fire energy, love of the uh, fatherly love, fire energy, melt off any heaviness, meld it all into one, uh, throat, uh, you know, air energy, vital energy, uh, vital air energy, breath of life, uh, wind energy, um, revitalize, refresh, renew. Uh, then you, you come up to the spiritual energy, uh, the creator. And then, I mean, you could even go a, a level higher to the source of source, the origin point. But um, at that point in time, I, I just like connect to the highest of high and, and you bring that energy in and restore them back with absolute perfection to their original intended blueprint condition. Right. And That's the, another big one. Yeah, absolute perfection. In this tradition, well, in the Karo tradition of Peru, there is the belief that wherever you were physically born, the masculine and feminine nature spirit of your birthplace hold the blueprint for the perfect you. And so, one thing that I do, uh, and you probably do too, when I when I, you do a soul retrieval, is you call in their pacarina and their Itu Apu that have that blueprint. So it's like there as you reintegrate it. And then just to share too, after you blow the soul piece and all the different energy centers, they also have colors associated with it. So it's black for the water, red for the earth, gold for the um, for the sun, and then the throat is both the wind, which is blue, and silver for the moon. And then you have the spiritual energy, which may or may not come in as a purple for you. It, it can vary, but typically it's purple. And then for the source energy, I always go to right behind the navel. They say that you have your muhu koya, which is your seed of divine potential. And from there, that from that source point, you get the rainbow energy that comes up through your filters and then expresses out through your crowd. So that's um, those are the different flows that I personally do with the soul retrieval just to share it since we were talking about it. And Mike was asking, what can they accept? Oh, you're just talking about um, for the retrieval, yeah, I think. Um, okay, and then the other thing that's very important, that's a, a technique that I've heard years and years ago, and um, it's, you know, at the end of ceremony, everybody says, aho. Kind of like amen when you're in a native american gathering you know someone will you know they'll all say this and then you know they'll say aho mm -hmm. well it loses a lot of that power behind the word when you just say aho so at the end of this you know and i'll uh, what i'm telling the being to go back to the light to be healed and reprogrammed and loved uh, you know I'll, I'll say okay and now go aho metakweasen uh, which means basically translated uh -huh. all my relations. My pronunciation's a little bit off on that, but I have the same. I always thought it was Metakwasi, or maybe it varies depending on the tribe too. Yeah, uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, a whole Metakwasin. Uh, maybe I'm not saying it quite right. Oh, but who knows? But either one of us probably. I mean, yeah, you know, there's like 16 different dialects, and it's all different. So yeah, it's, it's the Lakota word, I believe. Or it is. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Okay. So. But the energy behind it is all my relations. So I'm not saying this. I'm saying this with them. 
So everybody's standing. So not only your your light team, your ancestors, your family, your friends, your everybody. You're saying this as a collective team. So you know now go. Oh, metakwe asen. And it, it's yeah. So it's not just me. It's my boys too. You know. So. Uh, Very yeah. cool. Well, this has been great, Brian. This is uh been a lot of fun tonight i really appreciate you coming on and we will we might be coming on again later this week we'll post a time once we figure that out but anybody who is watching on our youtube channel for stir crazy shamans we would be on if we do another segment or i should say when we do another segment that's going to be brian's one which is infinite love let me grab the youtube link real quick uh, i think you made me I'm a Shibuya brand manager now for years, right? I think. Yeah, I think so. The channel is just called Infinite Love. Um, however, uh, the if that doesn't come up, Infinite Love Ministries, it, it still comes up as. Uh, I'm rebranding as Infinite Love because ministries uh, is this kind of weird gray area. People just think of, you know, a pseudo Christian church um, or Christians think it's some new age. You know things so it's really doing nobody any good even though it's supposed to be the bridge and bring people together so i've uh rebranded as infinite love you know just calling it infinite love or gotcha. infinite love movement is the website cool and i just posted the link to the youtube channel so if you want to catch our other segment and not miss it like we'll still be streaming to the stir crazy shaman's facebook page but if you're watching on youtube it's going to be going to his youtube channel when we do the second one so we're kind of trying to cross promote the channel so if you want to catch that either make sure you watch the facebook notifications for stir crazy shamans or uh, just subscribe to brian's he has a ton of cool videos uh, on his page as well as that you can go check out cool well, everyone, thank you so much for being with us. If you haven't subscribed to Stir Crazy Shaman's YouTube, please do so. Any final uh, thought or comment, Brian? Um, I, I just hope I was able to walk that line and, and uh, you say- did, You did great. <laughs> uh, most of what I've talked about, uh, you can Google. Uh, so it, it's not really, I mean, a lot of this, you know, five, 10 years ago was ultra classified inform information. Um, there are certain topics that I, I didn't talk about that I'd love to talk about, um, but I think that would cross the line, and then I would get a knock on the door. So you know, maybe one time we can do it. You know what we can do is um, you can always just not be on camera, so I could be like, "Oh, I'm the voice. You don't know who I am," and like you can talk about stuff that we won't. You know, we use a voice modulator like Darth Vader. They won't know who you are. Yeah, no, nah, they, they have ways of knowing that. I thought uh, I would try. You can't blame me for trying. No, no I, I could tell you some of this stuff over Telegram. So if you want to communicate in uh, an encrypted way, used to be WhatsApp was an encrypted, but now it's owned by Facebook and they're yeah. listening. I mean, years ago, Edward Telegram almost got shut down too, but then they, they, at the last minute, they ended up not getting shut down. So it's still around. So they have, you know, Eric Snowden told us we're being listened to, monitored, watched all the time. And it's almost more for corporations so they can better sell to us, better pinch every penny coming out of our pocket. Uh, so if they know exactly, and I mean, it, the phone picks up on what you're talking about. It, it's constantly listening to you. You're carrying around an FBI bug, a CIA, NSA bug. They track your every whereabouts. 
So, I mean, OnStar, Alexa, Google Home, Google Dot, or whatever those, they're listening to everything you're saying. That's why they can show you ads. Like you talk to somebody else, you go back to your phone, and there's an ad for what you just talked about, and you weren't even by your phone. Yeah. So <laughs> the truth story from of, what happened to Deanna the other day, it's it's crazy. Most of this spying on us is actually for monetary purposes, and it's not. What well, I don't want to say, like um, you know, the government looking for terrorist type stuff, but. Uh, you know, they, they track every aspect of our life in China. They actually do that and have a, like your credit score, but a citizenship score. So who knows when that's coming? On if that note, we, we could probably talk about that the next time because it's a, we've been going an hour and 40 minutes, buddy. Wow. Time just flies. This has been fun, though, but I, I got to get to bed because I have to wake oh, up yeah. in the morning for the kids and all that good stuff. But thank you, everybody, for uh, being here with us. Please subscribe if you haven't already and thumbs up, give a comment. Let us know what you want to talk about, what you would like us to talk about next time, because it is always great to follow the energy and talk about whatever is on your mind. So uh, give us some topics for the next time around, and we are happy to go wherever the energy flows. Good questions bring good answers. Uh, so if you noticed, Hank was starting to ask some right questions, and we're getting some good answers. Yeah, I, I kept trying to get you to talk about stuff you didn't want to talk about. Yeah, like I, I said, I, I, I did a good job. <laughs> there's certain lines I feel like I can't cross just yet. When we get into an area of full disclosure, hopefully within a year. Well, that's why I might I, just have to go out to Hawaii and hang with you so I can find out. If you can't say it, you can maybe write it out in Braille or something like that for me. Yeah, well, well, we can use Telegram and talk about some more of this. This is encrypted. Uh, so I, I can tell you more. And even just like telling one person probably won't get me in trouble because I don't remember any NDAs I've signed. So they've wiped a lot of my memories. And now, now you, you can get into, you know, the remote viewing and looking at secrets. Uh, but there's, again, you're, you're coming into this dangerous area where they will come after you and attack you psychically. Um, if you start tapping into things that you're not supposed to uh, access. But that's soon going to change because as everybody can easily, if they think about it, they just go there. They can see these things. Um, so that's as our vibration raises, as our consciousness raises, people are just going to think about it. And, oh, there's the information. Like you're going to have a psychic Google constantly. You can just look. The, you'll just know things. So there will be no secrets. You will have no secrets. So you need to clean up your life. You need to clean up your mind. You need to clean up your emotional body. You need to clean up your energy body. And you need to live from a place of love. Because people are going, you will not be able to lie. Everybody yeah. has their homework now. Live from a yeah. place of love from this week until the next um, broadcast. Uh, yeah. Uh, you, you need to do your inner work. You need to really look at loving others. Not just as, you know, like, oh, I'm in love. As in respecting people. Treating people in a loving, respectful way. Thinking loving, respectful thoughts for them. Purging your mind of these not-so-nice thoughts. And e eventually, this is kind of a more advanced technique of shielding what you... I, I mean, this can go really deep, but shielding your thoughts or holding this, like, blank, thinking black, like an empty awareness. So people that are fishing for thoughts won't be able to do it. 
So yes, that's a whole new level of hacking. There's going to be people, but you can feel them. You feel pressure kind of coming into your head in different areas when people are trying to probe your mind. So you'll be able to feel it, know it, and eventually know where it's coming from and stop it. Uh, but there's going to be no secrets. So to join the cosmic community, you, you need to do some house cleaning. Transparency is the name of the game. Yeah. Cool. Well, thank you, everybody. Again, I got the perfect, since we were talking about love and, and living, love, going from a place of love, I got the perfect outro uh, to end with. But thank you all for being here, and we will see you at the next broadcast. Bye, everyone. Aloha. Aloha.